0: good evening meat suits welcome back to read it and weep a podcast about movies and friendship this is the final episode of season five the finale of kevin bacon's exquisite corpse and we're just three guys wearing masks but naked from the the neck down playing a very long movie watching game that is finally coming to an end we will have some post Game wrap ups after the holidays, but
1: um, in the new year. But first, we're gonna do our last episode of this game. As you naked from the waist down. I was just oh well, you said neck down, so I was like, I was saying, wait, am I allowed to have a neckerchief or not? That's what I was trying to think of. I think
0: yeah, I guess I th- I think neck, neck down is including the neck, so a neckerchief would be a blocker for that.
1: Okay, I can do like a um, I don't know, like like a sort of like a fake beard if I want then. Yeah, I you you think definitely it's, wear a real, a real, like, mask? it's a real,
2: like, it's a real rule of cool, you know, weird. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Can, so you, make like, it yeah, can yeah. you make it work? Yeah, can you make it work? Are you yeah, pulling you can it wear off.
0: the handkerchief. Yeah, it's a, the rule of cool. That's what you got to go for. Um, so let me introduce you to the panel. I'm your host, Alex Recording. Alex Falco Recording, as always, in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm back from my brief sojourn to Texas, and I am joined by a slightly reduced panel due to ice storms. Um, First up, he's at Anthony Lopez, part two on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland. And Anthony, I just wanna let you know that if you breathe a word of this podcast to anybody, there will be dire consequences for you and your family. It's Anthony Lopez.
2: He did a bad, bad thing. I
0: did a bad, bad thing.
2: You ever love someone so much you want to break your heart into? I did not think so. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. I am so excited to be here uh, to mm-hmm. discuss uh, my favorite movie from my fa- one of my favorite filmmakers. It's not necessarily my favorite movie of all time. But certainly I, I, I absolutely it's love the, this It's in your top
0: half of your uh Kubrick.
2: Oh, yeah, this is definitely I mean, we've done my two favorite Kubricks now on this podcast. This and Barry Lyndon. Uh one do, and two. Do you two. have a cubic rubric um, for like how much yeah, how like what they trust, have to have to make stuff. Work. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, um this one and um uh Barry Lyndon both have uh this very interesting story with the guy who plays Red Mask in it. Uh, we'll probably tell that in a little bit. But Sorry, we'll anyway, back, I am well, no, excited for, for this. I am, um, you know, I definitely feel like this episode uh, is going to fall in that maybe still processing category. But I just want to let you boys know I am willing to get naked, put on the least attractive thong ever made and hold your hand as I walk you through. Are you just talking about how,
0: like, 90s thongs, the side went all the way up to your armpit? Is that yeah. what you mean? Well,
2: this movie in particular had, features the least sexy thongs ever made. I mean, made. it also
0: had some of the least sexy masks I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. or, I would say some of the least sexy sex.
2: No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> unarguably, I mean, this movie... Yeah is like I, I think a lot of people will miscalculate it makes this, sex an feel a kind of drag that's how i no, feel coming out of this, this is this is one of the least sexy movies to have so much sex in it. and that's a part of why i i love it so much this movie interesting is great up, it is wizard of oz for adults it is an absolute masterpiece i've seen this movie a bunch of times every time i see it, it i take if something i seen new away seen this in from
0: 1999 it. when i was only 15 yeah i don't think i would have ever had sex I think this would have discouraged me. It would have been like, I don't know, man. Maybe this is not for me. It would make me want to play piano,
1: but pretty much nothing else. Mm. I don't know. It didn't end up well for that guy either, as far as I know. I would Um, just keep my uh, mouth shut. But I would play piano. This guy's got three gigs in one night, Ezra. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This guy is crushing it. So here's the thing. I, Andy, I'm so glad you said this, because I was just thinking, when I finished this movie, I was like, I want to meet the monster that says this is their favorite movie. Because I could not imagine, <laughs> I could not imagine the person who would say like, "This is like in my top." Like, like if I knew nothing about this person, said like, "Favorite movie, Eyes Wide Shut." Man, I'd be like, "What? What are you into? I don't know. I don't know what your deal is that would do it." And so I'm, I'm really curious to see have all my misconceptions like yeah, utterly and no, I think uh, turned into
2: down. I think this is really perfect too. Like I am, I'm, 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 I'm sad Hunter isn't here. But yeah. I, I do think because, okay, so I saw this. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I saw it when it came out. And, like, one of the reasons I love Stanley Kubrick so much, so filmmakers like him, David Lynch is another a great example of this, is uh, who's my other, like, my top favorite filmmaker of all time, is that, you know, as someone who grew up watching their movies, every time I rewatch a Stanley Kubrick movie, like, I take something new from it. And that's so much depending on who I am as a person, where I am in my life. Like, And Eyes Wide Shut is a great example. Probably, I think, the best example of, like, I saw this in 1999 when I was 13 years old. Uh, I definitely took away a very specific thing from it uh, that is not what I get now from it, right? I saw this in my early 20s, and I definitely, like, took to, like, this movie as about, like, you know, it's men, masculine traits and insecurities and all that stuff, all the stuff. I would that a 20 year old dude would take from this movie. And now mm-hmm. that I've seen this movie uh, as a 30 year old, who's been in a long-term relationship for 13 years, married for five with my wife together for eight years before that. And the- with two other guys who have also been in very very yeah, which long-term makes you relationships,
0: the, like one of the shorter relationships on this show. Yeah,
2: exactly. But I think that which is why to me. Like, rewatching this movie now as a married man in my thirties, I uh, this movie just floored me when I rewatched it. This wow. time, I think this is one of the greatest movies about
0: relationships
2: okay. and long-term like marriage this and stuff is, like that. This is fascinating.
0: It's, this is fascinating. I hate to do this to you, Anthony, but I'm going to have to pause because we are still in the middle of the introductions. <laughs> I know. And I, I just, you're so excited. This is the thing we have. This is why we didn't postpone when Hunter got snowed in um, a second day in a row, um, is because I was just, we have to talk about it now. We got to get it off our brains. But first, let me introduce you to your other co-host today. He's in Northern California. And I, I wasn't going to... I wasn't even going to let him into the show today, but then he flashed a medical badge. And so Mm. I decided to let him be here. It's Dr. Ezra Fox. Also, I have the password.
1: Um, So (laughs) don't ask me. Do you have both passwords? Oh, no, I didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good trick. That just
0: make up a second password. The password thing is the thing I'm most upset about in this whole movie. But we'll come back. We're gonna come back to it. We're gonna talk about it later. Um, first of all, so Hunter got snowed in. Hunter is traveling for the holidays. He was supposed to be at his midpoint today, where he could record. We well, supposed to be there yesterday. And he didn't make it, and then he couldn't don't, make it. Don't today worry, either.
1: guys. He didn't. He didn't like break the rules and 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 no one no one's there trying to redeem him right now it's cool he's, it, he's probably totally cool playing
0: piano with mrs hunter right now <laughs> yeah. um he's fine but uh anyway we're gonna talk about uh what we're gonna hang get through this episode without him we'll bring him back for a wrap next uh in a couple weeks um and we are gonna talk as we've mentioned we're gonna talk about eyes wide shut here in a few minutes including where are the vampires how much giggling is normal at an orgy and what toy store is the best for breaking up with your wife but first I want to Wait, thank all of our fabulous Meat Buddies. The end? No. No, no, no. Okay, but if you were going to pick a Toy Story to have the, the conversation, should we break up? Should it be of Schwartz, or are you more of a Toys R Us couple? Well, uh, but first, I'd like to thank all of our fabulous Meat Buddies who have kept the show going. Um, especially today, I want to spend a, send a little th- uh, shout-out to Linnea, who uh, has been a Meat Buddy since 2016 and oh came out to see me at Cap City in Austin last week. Uh, among other people whose names I did not write down. But I appreciate everybody who came out, and it was great to see all of you. And if you want to join them and keep this podcast limping down the tracks, you can go to metreon.com and we appreciate everybody who has ever supported the show. Okay, we have we have so much to get through. We have a, we have a lot of news. There's a lot of news. Ezra, 30 seconds. Donut oh. news update.
1: What is uh, happening in the uh, donut world? Is, okay, Santa's belly or is there something else happening? I think we're still on Santa's belly. Here, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, a very merry original glazed dozen for only two dollars. Uh, if you buy another dozen, they really are, want you to eat more. There is a point where a donut is too cheap. That seems suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I think the margin on donuts is like it's it's like popcorn basically, where it's like yeah, uh, it's yeah. all margin. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, sometimes yeah.
2: like this. You guys ever think about like you get like the ninety nine cent tacos from Jack in the Box, and you're like, you guys make money on these? How do you like? Yeah. What? It's what this actually cost? If
0: you're m- profiting on two ninety yeah. 99 cent tacos it's fucked up it's messed up i don't I don't trust it um uh, okay so a couple of things we have some movie news we don't always do movie news in the mo- in the news segment but we have a bunch of movie news this week first we were chatting about this in the discord so i have to bring it up quickly which is black adam was dropped from the detective comics cinematic universe reboot this week and um, we were we were joking about it because the rock. we were talking about how the rock is like notoriously thin-skinned about things. And oh his no, big did movie you he, see
2: in his comment he pit yeah, yeah, I yeah. have
0: thick skin. Exactly. And then he said <laughs> his you specific comment about when this did not work out was him saying, <laughs> "I have thick skin," which is really you know if you know going after the problem. That's really that's an aspirational thing. I think he wrote for himself in that. But as much as it fun as it is to make fun of him because the movie doesn't seem like it was that good, and like to put all of your faith in this like dc villain making the like thing that saves the being the same that that saves the universe um two weeks ago you may recall on this very show we talked about how i'd put a few weeks and two hundred dollars into a tiktok and it flopped and it was ruining my life Mm. i cannot fathom what it is like to have a movie you're in flop let alone where you are like the star and the driving force and you've like bet the farm on this movie. Like the process is so long. The investment is so high that, and just to have it come out and not be that good. I just cannot imagine how that feels. Yeah. And especially when it's like a passion project
2: of yours, yeah. which black Adams seems to have been for the rock for a very long time. But Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that it's, it's one of those things where like, it, it his sort of love and hubris and ego went so because I think those things can are definitely important, especially in making something like a big blockbuster, right? But I think it went so far around that it kind of comes back around, and I stop feeling bad for the Rock, and I start feeling <laughs> like good that this happened to him, just because right. of how like how like look, I've we've talked a lot about the Rock on this podcast. I have loved the yeah. Rock f- since I was literally in middle school. Since he was a yeah. wrestler, he's meant so much to me. But he has just disappointed me so much over the past few years between like the roles he picks, his like public persona. Yeah, he's he not, really puts he's not out focused
0: there. on quality, The Rock.
2: No, he and like this illusion that like he is this massive box office draw where like he's been in some successful movies, but none of his movies have ever been like, you know, massive hits minus the fast
0: franchise, right? Um, I And I sort of feel like if he maybe was more selective And cared about quality Maybe he would be a draw Because every yeah. movie that he's in that sucks He's doing a pretty decent job Like one of the things I love about The Rock Is that he is always If the movie's a three He's always still a four Like he's the bright spot in terrible movies yeah. So like imagine if he did good movies Well I mean like I think
2: one If you compare him to like His contemporary other wrestlers who have turned actors, right, which are, like, right now Dave Bautista and John mm-hmm. Cena and, like, yeah. John Cena and Dave Bautista are honestly, like, two, I think, of the most exciting actors currently working really? in American Really? Currently punching film, for right? sure. <laughs> I mean, they, like, look, especially look at, like, someone like Bautista who, like, could be like The Rock. He could just be doing big dumb action movies, but instead, he's working with Denny Villanu in really small roles. He's working oh, with Night Shyamalan. He's working in yeah. He's working Ryan Johnson. Yeah, the Class Onion was f-
1: so much fun. Yeah, that's he the was great. Glass a- a- Onion for he's, a role.
2: He's willing to be in small roles, making fun of himself. That a very egoless something that The Rock. I mean, like the the thing that makes the Black Adam bombing like funny to me is that like. I think if he had done it how it logically should have been done, which is like Black Adam is a Shazam villain, and like you introduce him in a Shazam movie, and you build to your own thing rather than being like, "No, I'm the Rock. I need the. T- I'm gonna need my own movie. I don't want Shazam in it, and I'm only gonna fight Superman." It would be like if he yeah. wanted to be like, "I want to be Lex Luthor, but I only want to fight Aquaman. I don't want to <laughs> fight my villain, my arch nemesis, Superman." <laughs> I would because, love that version of Lex also, yeah. though. Where, just remember, like,
1: like, 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 just Superman cannot like get, get the time of day from him, and he's just like, no. I have to realize that my true nemesis is Aquaman.
0: Such t- a, that would be such a villain flex if you're like, no, I want to. I will not be. I want to fight Superman. Oh, it would, the actually, that,
1: here's the thing: we know Superman like probably hates Aquaman, right? And like looks down at him. And like the fact that like his villain yeah. is only fighting the, the the worst superhero, I think would be so. It long term play. But yeah, I mean, I don't it know it if I agree with you that Aquaman's the worst superhero, but yes, I mean, it well,
2: comes is. down to like Shazam's. is not uh, like is it that one that he just thinks Shazam's not a big enough name or is it because Shazam like his whole thing is that he's a child who turns into Shazam is the rock that insecure that he will not get beat up by a child is that
0: like well, honestly well, also people his like line Shazam beat- right isn't the yeah. Shazam movie good well yeah, yeah I think people have really low good.
1: expectations also right we're just yeah. like oh, I wasn't expecting anything from like from muscly big uh, right. but we got it but yeah, yeah
2: like it's And it's so, because, like, going back to the wrestling thing, you know, like... I just figured
0: out what mus- muscly big, I get it.
1: Yeah.
2: One of the things about, like, The Rock as a wrestler, if if you were a fan back then, is one of the things he was most, like, kind of always famous for, is he was always willing to pit over anyone he was asked, right? right. He, he was a very egoless wrestler. He would lose matches all the time. He would pit over the next big, you know, face the company wanted, and he would pit yeah. them over herd. He would make them look like a million... Dollars to help other yeah. people out, but he's like not willing to do that now as an actor. When people know movies are fake, like in wrestling, he's willing to lose, <laughs> and there are people <laughs> who think that's real. But in movies that, that people know point. is completely fake, he's like not we willing to over. We do know that the over. fight
0: between Black Adam and Shazam is determined ahead of time. We're yeah. all on that same page.
2: Yeah, it's just like it's insane. <laughs> That it is really ego. crazy.
0: He's turned into he is such seems like such an ego monster. And that's why him saying like I have a thick skin is so funny is because he just yeah. doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I mean, people it, with a, thick skin are famous for just
2: searching the tone black Adam
0: and responding to people. <laughs> well, who yeah, post you also know it. them as the people who put out big statements where they refer to their thick skin. Yeah. That's like a real thin skin Okay, but we have to move on from the rock because we have to also talk because this we're talking about eyes wide shut today, and there is a whole mess of cruise news this week. So this is the time where if we were paying for copyrighted music, we'd play surf in USA or cruise in USA. Sorry, that makes oh, you, way more sense. You know what
1: I've learned? What? If we analyze, uh, if we do, we can do 30 seconds, if we're analyzing it later. So if you so want to analyze. True,
0: that is true, legally speaking.
1: Yeah. No, but that is not.
0: We don't care about the legality of this. Oh, YouTube has extrajudicial d- review and they will take your video down and you have no recourse. And if somebody drove by your house right now playing Cruisin' USA loud enough, we would turn off our video. So well, what what about what about this? He did a bad bad,
2: thing, blah, blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah, it bad, bad thing. Is that okay? Can I do that? Screens just go you black.
2: The right.
3: Right. Right, so cool news. First you. of all,
0: Tom put I out his so. now <laughs> becoming traditional holiday greeting where he is falling out of a plane and he wishes you a happy year of movies. Oh, um, yeah. Which is extremely impressive, not because he's skydiving with a camera. That seems like it's pretty doable, but. You don't hear any of the wind noise like that is some professional level audio that you can hear his dialogue as he's skydiving. Yeah. But he also released this week, even crazier, is he released a 10 minute mini documentary about the filming of a stunt he did for uh, Mission Impossible 23 that's coming out soon. Um, I don't know what number this is. Six, seven. Uh, Eight, I think seven? this
2: would be. S- yeah, seven? this would be Six.
0: This is yeah. six. Okay, four was
2: Vogue Nation. Five, no. So this would be seven. Yeah, Vogue Nation okay. was definitely four. Then um, the first Macquarie one, and then the second Macquarie one. Yeah, now on the... seven. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this one uh, involves a jump. They're calling the biggest jump in cinema history, possibly the biggest stunt in cinema history. And the video is bonkers, and the yeah. stunt is crazy. Although I also feel like. People jump motorcycles off cliffs in movies all the time, so like I do, I do wonder how impactful the stunt actually is in the movie. Like it doesn't. The end result was like really cool filming and like cool how he did. I I loved the process. I think the final stunt is fine. But basically, what he does is he jumps a motorcycle uh, off a cliff on a bit off a big jump built on a cliff. Which I don't know what the plot of this movie is, but why did they just leave that jump right there? That seems like they were just it's, asking for it's
1: trouble. like a legend like like a king arthur kind of thing where it's like he who oh. jumps off the cliff yeah gets
0: um, the sword um yeah, yeah. but he he so he jumps off on a motorcycle and then pulls a parachute and glides down and off this crazy cliff in norway and uh, uh yeah i i um just to get a quick
2: little little plug in there. I, I, so I, I watched, there's a longer version of this online. And then when I went to go see um, Avatar this week in IMAX, mm. they do a shorter version of this that plays right before um, Avatar. And like, nice. I saw
0: this on you my said a phone. Quick plug, you meant a quick original. plug for James Cameron's yeah, just, Avatar 2. I just
2: wanted to real fast. Um, I, I, I did see Avatar The Way of Water this week. <laughs> Um, It fucking owns Bones. I cannot suggest it enough. It is a masterpiece. I loved it dearly. But anyway, so I want to say, I watched this Tom Cruise video on my phone the first time. Um, And I was like, oh, that's impressive. But then watching it on the IMAX screen and realizing this behind-the-scenes footage was shot in IMAX or with IMAX cameras so that Mm. they could have the shots on there. So there's, there's like a had like a drone shot like like you know it's like looking over the ramp and then it goes over it and you see the giant drop and seeing that on a big screen was so like spectacular and took my breath away and really makes it much more impactful um, yeah. that I can't wait I, to see what it looks like in the actual movie well,
0: um, my, my other question about how this looks I, I made a joke about this jump right but obviously they're CGing out the jump right the ramp so oh, there's maybe right who knows who knows who knows what the plot is i mean it's made out of plywood and and like it clearly like they have to take it out i assume you don't. You're assuming that's still in there. You're assuming that it's supposed to be like, oh, they were setting up this motocross jump <laughs> I mean, off a cliff in Norway in the, okay. in I, the I world. Point.
1: I, I point. think the shot
2: is in the trailer, right? And the ramp is still there. Like, I again, I don't know. That's one of my favorite things about Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise's relationship is that, you know, he talked about this with The Last Mission Impossible too. It's just like Tom Cruise comes up with stunt ideas. And then McQuarrie's job is to, one, find a country that will allow them to do them. (laughs) And then, two, write a story that ties in all these stunts. And, like, the last Mission possible. And, and
1: three, to, like, guzzle Maalox, I think, probably also at the same time. It is a stressful day, man, when they're like,
0: hey, we have this um, most expensive movie star in the world, and we're going to let him jump off a cliff six times today. Yeah. It's crazy. And well, first, he he's said, like, I don't, have to get warmed up by doing a few skydives. Yeah. Don't be careful, be competent, is the yeah, line the cool that one. I like so much. The, from that's from oh, his trainer. This video. So the the training process is really interesting because he has a motocross trainer and he does thousands of motocross jumps. And then he has a parachuting base jump coach that works on him with skydives. And then they practice it over a over a quarry where they catch the motorcycle so and he's on a wire so he can practice his dismount off the bike well, and all well, of that is so extremely cool well, and it's it actually also seems, it seems really fun
2: they did it they have him do the fake the jump a bunch of times so that they can like mathematically calculate his own right so they know where to pit the drones it is so yes.
3: cool that all kind of this of is like extremely work. cool but
0: I will say as far as the the movie goes all of the sort of belies that maybe a a spy doesn't have time to do this training that Mm -hmm. he'd be so busy spying. When did he have time to do three years of for one jump to escape one bad guy, presumably?
1: I mean, he probably wouldn't have done, you know, that's how you lose a lot of spies. You know, sometimes they die. (laughs) (laughs) They don't all make it. Yeah. Yeah, You're the,
0: the, we don't have time for you to be competent. Be, be replaceable. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) um,
2: (laughs) Dead Reckoning comes out next year, and I am so excited to it see it. It looks cool. Day one.
0: And then, the, and then the stunt where he was skydiving was for a different movie, right? For the holiday message? Uh, no. So they're shooting one and two together. So uh, th- these okay. are going
2: to be, they say at least, these are going to be the final two Mission Impossible movies. Right. Um, Dead Reckoning one and two. So they're shooting both of them, they shot most of one and some of two, and now they're kind of shooting and finishing up one
0: right now, but they're shooting mostly two. The so, other thing I want to I, like, I, I enjoy Tom Cruise's uh, holiday. I like, you know, he's got a Christmas card to YouTube where he does something expensive and stupid. I love that. Yeah. That's a great thing. But every year he says like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for the film goers. I'm doing this because like for, so you can, and I just feel like I just feel like people should be honest with themselves. I think he likes doing this.
2: No, I think he does too, but I honestly believe, I mean, that's one of the things about like, I think Tom Cruise and Jackie Chan, I think they are doing it for the audience members, right? They are doing this. I say this is the same with like all stunt guys, right? Most, especially when you think about like stunt men in general who do crazy stunts and are the the most anonymous people in all of movie making, right? Like, the the stunt guys are doing it. They do it because they obviously like doing it because they enjoy the craft. But they, well, they like do being part of something and cool.
0: Stunts. Yeah, they like to do and, something cool. I like. I just don't think Tom Cruise gives a shit about me. And I just think he. I just. I just feel like there's a dishonesty in this Christmas card, mm-hmm. which is traditional for Christmas cards that you you know you tell your how your family's doing and it's maybe a little more glowing than they're actually doing. I get it, but it does feel like he's whitewashing the fact that it seems fun. Yeah, no, I don't think he's trying to hide that it seems fun. I, I would Google love League, to do a motorcycle true. jump into a base jump with that kind of if I had them like if people were paying me and I had all those trainers. That sounds like a fun two-year yeah. project. Yeah. All like, right, bye. Well, great. I, yeah, great. I agree. It starts now, Alex, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want I want I don't know, 2-3 million dollars a year yep. and then the training budget. I want all of my motorcycles that I explode to be covered.
1: I want to cut forward two years where you're just like, ugh, I'm so tired of these jumps. You know, you're just like <laughs> I'm so tired of motorcycles. No, no, because well, I, I also did, right? I, I I do not like base jumping. So
0: base jumping is like probably the most dangerous thing anyone humans have invented. It's really, really silly. What about Russian roulette? I think it might be worse than one in six in terms no. of people who do oh, it. Okay. I I well, don't know. Um, it's it's really dangerous. I mean, the person who invented it died doing it. It's one of the, it's on that Wikipedia page that I don't recommend. Um, I it's mean, really it's really terrible helicopters are also very very dangerous they're not as bad base base jumping is worse than all of these other things that you think of as really dangerous for this sort of thing but um so i I don't like base jumping as a rule but this looks super fun he he gets to fly into a gorge in norway a gorge way yeah anyway we got to move on that's the cruise news but now we got to talk about uh uh, the the cruise if there's a phrase that makes everybody want to listen to the rest of the podcast i think it's tom cruise at an orgy that is what we're going to discuss Right now, it's time for segment two. The game for the last year, we've been playing a movie watching game. As you know, we set uh, goal movies, and then on our turns, we tried to navigate the show through actors in common with the previous movie in a classic Kevin Bacon style. We call it Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. It does seem like this game could be playable mm. with a little more testing but anyway it's over now um mm. this week we're watching eyes wide shut the 1999 erotic mystery psychological drama directed produced and co-written by stanley kubrick it is based on the 1926 novella tram novel um, which is that's my what Dream story is the name. Dream story is what it means yeah. in German. Dream story. Yeah. Um, it definitely looks more like trauma novel, so um, which I kind of like. But anyway, it's by Arthur Schnitzler. Um, and it's, this movie is, of course, starring Nicole Kidman, who is mostly naked, Sidney Pollack, Mary Richardson, and the cruise missile himself,
1: Mr. Thomas Cruise, who is not naked, who refuses nope. to get naked. Um, this, this you know what this felt like this felt like the like planes trains and automobiles of just trying to cheat on your wife and failing <laughs> like he gets real close in lots right. of ways but doesn't yeah. quite do it uh yeah. as much as he thought he was gonna
0: the way planes planes trains and automobiles they want to get home for thanksgiving this movie yeah. is about wanting to get it in with someone who's not your wife
1: and just like thwarted at many turns every right? stop, Affili- yeah, like oh yeah. but we're out of rental cars
0: <laughs> yeah um, I mean, it's, it's never, it's never like fully th- or it's frequently not fully thwarted. It's always like a lot of the times it's like, um, not like this. That was, that's the, that's Tom Cruise's cheating face is like, no, nah, not like this. Yeah. It also, I this will movie- say, he looks good with his shirt off, but dude's got his crazy eyes. I don't know. He's a good looking man, but crazy. eyes. I mean, both of them are at like the
2: most powerful in terms of attractiveness. Nicole Kidman yeah. and Tom Cruise in this movie. Um,
0: He's got crazy eyes, though. So good in this movie. Nicole Kidman, in particular, is amazing. Um, I I think they are both very good. Let me give you guys a summary. If you have not watched, I'm going to give you the full and complete summary in just four points. This is my patented micro summary of the movie. Eyes Wide Shut from 1999. Tom Cruise is so jealous of his wife cheating on him in a dream that he goes on a sexual bender that involves repeatedly considering being unfaithful to her. His wicked deeds include such horrible infidelities as buying a cake for a prostitute, mouth breathing over the phone to Greg from Dharma and Greg, and briefly absorbing observing an orgy run by the mob. The orgy has uh, this orgy though. This is a wild night for him because this orgy hey. has both a password. And a guest list, which is the classic belt and suspenders of orgy entrance requirements, and since he wasn't technically invited, even though he does have the password, it is required by the bylaws—strict bylaws—that he must be murdered to keep tell- him from telling we anybody what. We he don't saw. know what what was going to happen, you, yeah, right? And
2: you you think it's the mob that's running this the organization? Is it's that the what you only,
0: think only only reasonable conclusion? Um, well, and it's just what? normal rich normal rich people stuff. This is all what? This is regular no, rich, yeah, people. Okay. It, okay, rich people It's not rich people. It's 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 got to be masons, right? It's this yeah. is the masons. Well,
2: okay, have you considered the fact that the uh the story is called dream story and uh maybe literally dream? nothing in this movie is literal. Oh, uh, man, we'll have that's have back another back to that. way to I view it as well. Are we sun are sun a snow
0: globe? <laughs> you could tell me that later. Okay, in in the meantime, the thing that they're going to murder him over is to keep him from telling anybody what he saw. And let's be clear about what he saw. He saw a bunch of rich dorks. He saw the dorkiest dorks. They're cosplaying as monks and then pushing their masks together to make them kiss like a kid playing with Barbies. Including including there was a scene where two women are 69ing with masks. I was one well we didn't see the masks, but I was curious about that. They were wearing masks. We did see the masks. Yeah. They were not that was not no one was having a great time there. Um, but anyway, that's your thing. In which case, <laughs> good for you. In which case, dorks, they're dorks. Um, but by a technicality of the orgy bylaws, he must die, or a prostitute may offer to die in his place, which really doesn't seem like
1: a great deterrent. Right. It doesn't sound like that'll stop him from telling other people. Mm. I don't think this was dying, but, but keep rule. on going. When well, she dies, she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah. I think that was those separate things though. I think it was like you believe what, the rich the redeeming... guy who's like these are separate things? No, uh, I think there's a redeeming thing, and then later they also killed her. Or that doesn't you guys that doesn't like... make any sense. But apparently, anyway, they have a strict somebody must pay with their
0: blood, but we're not particular about whose blood policy for party crashers. That's what the orgy has stated to us. Anyway, so then him and his wife take their daughter to F.A.O. Schwartz, and they agree to somehow forgive each other um, for, again, a thing that no one did that did not happen, that no one has cheated on anybody. And then it's over. That's the movie. Yeah. And I think she gets a puppy. We don't see that. That's not canonical. But I suspect after going through that, They're gonna feel some guilt. I think she's getting a puppy. It is, um, an absolute
2: masterpiece. It is one of the best looking movies ever made. Uh, It does look cool. It reminds
0: me a lot of Barry Lyndon, actually, in that way. Like it looked. I assume that they were doing some lighting things similar to the.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the reason why, like by candles, so Christmas lit everywhere because mostly Christmas lights lighting everything. Well, it also it like so, you know, this movie sort of famously has. I I believe it still has the record for the longest continuous film shoot. It was a 400-day film shoot. You guys are aware that only there's only like three shots in this movie that were actually filmed in New York. This entire movie was filmed in a soundstage that uh, Stanley Kubrick had a replica of New York built and was obsessive about every
0: detail of it. So like this is fascinating. So there is a scene where they're on a street that my wife and I were wondering because there's so there's a street near us in Koreatown that is the only street in Los Angeles that kind of looks like New York. Basically, mm. it's like it's an alley that kind of looks like what a New York. out. There's one street that plays New York in every movie, basically, in Koreatown. Yeah. And we were wondering if it was that because it looked a little off. But then it yeah. was like, I don't know. This looks pretty good. This looks pretty New Yorky for the rest of the time. Yeah. But then when they're in the apartment, you're like. Well, that looks a lot like a matte painting of a building outside that window. This looks like it might be in a set. It was very confusing to me. So that's interesting information. The entire movie was shot in London. The entire movie.
2: Minus, and again, Stanley Kubrick, especially near the sort of last decades of his life, refused to fly. He is a, you know, he is a born and raised, he's a New York Jew, grew up here. Grew up in New York, had a lot of that uh, that sort of experience.
0: Moved to London early in his career. Never left. It was like never so, leaving. Like, I don't know, this you, is wild because you know, if you film a New- for New York, almost anywhere in the world, yeah. it's cheaper rent. But you went to like the one city where it's not cheaper to have buildings right. than in New York. I mean, you guys know like Full Metal Jacket was shot entirely in London. What? I haven't seen yeah. that since I was like
2: 12. So but I don't yeah, none, I don't remember he, he shot all home. of the movie in the UK because he refused to leave the UK. Uh, He would just find locations. But yeah, so all of New York in this movie um, was shot on sound stages. It is all meticulously recreated details of like he had people go and take thousands and thousands of photos of like a bunch of specific blocks. And then he built the exact replica of the city he wanted, right? Crazy. And it it goes, I think it works so well in this movie because like I said, that's that like, it adds a very dreamy feel to it. Like it doesn't look right once you sort of know. Yeah. If you're like really looking at it, it? we, we about felt a little off, but street. I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah. There's something about these streets and the way that's lit and the way that, like the, the amount of people on the streets. It all it all feels so dreamlike. Every sequence in New York City in this movie. Um I love the look of this movie. The aesthetics yeah, it's interesting. Of this movie. It is really cool. Why, so, um, but
0: why did it? Why did it take four hundred days? That's that seems like too long. Uh, yeah. Uh, it
2: Stanley seems like a Kubrick long time was, to have
0: like gaffers on retainer.
2: Yeah, he was a um, a a you know a kind of crazy perfectionist who spent his yeah. time really sort of figuring stuff out. Obviously, there was probably a you know dozens of scenes shot that were cut from this movie. Um, you know, and this from, Have you, you watched Is there like have you watched the DVD extra matter or whatever? I don't really know if stuff that has been released. Like Kubrick mm. was you know always pretty famous. He's kind of like I think Nolan kind of gets this from him, but like never including deleted scenes. Like if it's deleted it's deleted, the footage is just gone, you know. Um, but some of it might be out there. I've never seen it. But yeah, I mean like he just was a crazy you know, perfectionist who made people do
0: a hundred plus takes of every single thing in this movie. also seems thing like in of this all movie, the times you know? to be a perfectionist. I'd be like, once everyone takes their shirts off, like, all right, we're just going to kind of do this once. And if it doesn't work, we'll cut around it.
2: Well, I mean, I the feel sex bad. stuff,
0: apparently he was very,
2: very good about not doing that for that kind of stuff. It's mostly okay. like... The the mon- the dialogue scenes, everything in the pony, mm. everything like I mean, especially you can really see it in um Nicole Kidman's um kind of big uh when she's sort of airing out her insecurities about like when you're touching the itty bitty titties, you think they're thinking yeah. about you're the doctor's dicky? Like when she's like saying yeah. stuff in this weird way. To Very me, that strange. is just yeah. it just feels like that's 130 takes into doing this. And she's just like, I don't know what he wants. I'm just going to yeah. go fucking weird and see what
0: happens. You know? Okay. Um, okay. We're going to pull this back for one second. So you guys, we, we tried this a little bit last week. We're going to make some slight modifications and try it again. And I well, last week, I mistakenly referred to it as my patented. and I'm Because I was used to saying that from my patented summary. But this is the Read It and Weep team patent held <laughs> on the currently four-step <laughs> review process. So we're going to try to be a little more systematic about this so i want to start because i don't know if you can tell already ezra and i did not love it the way you loved it i think we both have plenty to say and i think there might be stuff i did love but um we're gonna let's let's start just with good so we've heard some things that you we're gonna we're gonna start with what was good about it we've heard some of your things ezra what was something that
1: you thought was good about this movie what did you like about this movie at one point, I think someone orders just like, what do you want? They say, a beer. And the waitress says And is they like, just go get it. I don't like care it's the old if you world. get a beer. Yeah, <laughs> you get the worst beer we get. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not it's, it's yeah, like, I'll well, a, I'll, like a
1: food, please. <laughs> um and I like it when a, a server does not have to put up with this.
0: Um, um there was yeah, the, I mean this is the kind of mati- like it makes sense you're talking about this is meticulous because I also liked the scene where he ordered diner coffee in New York. I've never done that. Um So it was just where the coffee cups are just right under there, and then she's like, "All right," and then writes you a dollar check and hands it over. And oh,
1: wait, wait, you got
0: coffee in a bag, right? He also got coffee in a bag. Yes, this is my how did they do that in London? That's ridiculous. Mm. That's a New York only thing. That felt very unsafe to me i love coffee in a bag it is so it's so upsetting it's like viscerally upsetting to me when people do it but it is such a classic new york thing that we've talked about on the show before i've never experienced it. i'm sure other it might happen in london it's a subway thing is really what it is so i'm sure they do like tea in a bag there but it's you get a you get a you get a bagel and for some reason you get this bit egg and cheese which is egg and a and like a uh craft singles of cheese which seems like new york could do better on cheese but you get a bagel egg and cheese and they put it in the bag and then you get your coffee in and they put that in the bag next to the bagel and then roll up the top so you can get on the subway your other hand's there for boop and your card on the way in but man that's just not the container i anyway i love that they did that and that was a good like this guy really believes in new york even though he's recreating it um
1: what else, Ezra? There's got to be other things um, that you like no, so besides the, the, the whole, copy. Uh, the whole getting the the costume. Yes. Si- side plot like oh, yes. that whole like world well, we dropped uh, into for a second well, was I mean, r- weird inside of weird. Say, there's a yeah. lot of
2: things in movies that like I've always dreamed about doing, and this uh-huh. movie doesn't have a lot of things I've dreamed about doing. But there's one.
0: <laughs> there's one well, not that you thought of before you saw it.
2: Movie bucket list thing I've always wanted to do. And that is to bang on someone a business owner's door after close mm. and be yes. like, I will give you two hundred dollars if you reopen right now and sell
0: me this thing I need. That just sounds like so much is, fun. That thing um, is a recur. I love I totally agree. That sounds awesome. And and it, it's hard because I don't carry a lot of cash. And this movie is about a guy who oh carries my cash. God. Yeah, he, I think I see him spend at least five hundred dollars in this on just extra bribes in the first yeah. day, which is just a lot of cash for a dude to be
1: carrying he, around. He's bad yeah. at holding on to his funds, and also he is he is very ineffective at turning it into the cheating on his wife that he wants to have happen. He just like <laughs> he's he's, the return, the a, cheating return per dollar as a is just really man. poor. But,
2: I mean, isn't that like again? I, I think that's like when we kind of get into the sort of the deeper themes of this movie is like this idea of like he's rich. But right. he is not rich. You know what I mean?
0: Like there, like that's, he- the one, that's one of those problems that I'm like, I, if you want me to not feel that bad for somebody, show me a guy who's so rich. And then this guy, he's got like a f- five bedroom in New York on uh, right by the park. And then he's like, "Oh, but these other people—they have—they get limos to the orgy, and I only took yeah. a cab. Which, even though the cab would probably cost more to have him yeah. sit th- anyway.
2: But I mean, that's just like one of the—that's one of the, like the themes of like, yes. like he thinks him and his family are well off, but there's like this whole other world that is yeah. When he above goes to that dinner him, party, him, right?
0: they have a fireplace in the bathroom. Yeah. that's the level of money they had, and that yeah. was that was cool. There's I, um, this is one yeah, of the least competent scene, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah that that's whole true. scene with the the shop owner yeah to go back to owner, his so so good and although there's a second scene with the shop owner undermines it takes a lot of the fun yeah. out of it because i watched this first half of this movie without my wife and then the second half she came in and joined me and i was like i told I her the most fun i had in the first 90 minutes by far was this the costume shop guy where first he's like you just flashed a doctor badge to get me to open my costume store. What's wrong with you? And then he's like, well, you look at my bald patch. And then he's like, fine, I'll just make all this money. And then he catches his daughter sleeping with two Japanese businessmen wearing makeup and is like very, very angry. And the scene's chaotic and brilliant. And it's really, it's a perfect no retreat, no surrender for this show where it's like, this is a character who does not, is not the star in this movie, but I would love to watch the adventure he's gone on these last few weeks, almost more than Tom Cruise. But that so I'm like telling my wife it's so exciting. She comes back and watch the second half and the second half it's just we see the costume guy again and he's like, "Oh, uh, I had just had those businessmen pay me and now I will rent my daughter out to anybody. Would you like to sleep with my daughter for money?" Well, I really mean, takes the fun out of that guy.
2: He he was doing it the whole time. Like he it's not like they w- actually work something out. Like Sure, he, okay. It was a show. I mean, like right. what happens at the orgy. It was a show. That he's pitting on for right. Tom Cruise so that he would leave uh, with one impression,
0: right? Like, that is a running theme throughout this movie. Is okay, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. I love that. I did not realize that in this case, that is a better grift. And I do like him a little better again, although it's still gross. Yeah, it's very gross. It was, it was fun to, to see Lily ready. Sobieski,
1: though. Yeah. Um, is that the, daughter? the yeah, daughter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, and I forgot about her. For example... Uh, she's like never been kissed. Um, there's of oh, like movies and, <laughs> um, there's like a lot. Of, I feel like movies like the, the, like, uh, mid late nineties and like early aughts. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. yeah um, doing A lot of
0: good stuff. I also enjoyed the, like <clears throat> this relates both to side characters who are interesting and also to the, um, him splashing cash around, which is that he hires a prostitute initially. Well, a prostitute picks him up, brings her to her apart, brings him to her apartment, and then he can't go through with it, but he pays her anyway, which it raises some interesting questions. He pays her 150 which is the rate, which seems okay. So, two things. Let me ask your opinions on this. Number one, is that a good price? I have to check inflation rates. Like, yeah,
2: I mean, that's she's definitely was a pretty, looked like a pretty high end prostitute for 150
0: Um, that was you think she looked cheap. too nice, you think that price seems like a good deal for her, yeah. But I mean, also, at I the feel same like if time, you like, also wear your personal apartment is like a huge yeah. risk. That feels like it should be more expensive. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I Like $150 is a lot of money still.
1: $270. Yeah. No. I mean, it's one of those now? things yeah. that
2: it, it I mean, it's one. It's like when you think of this movie as like I haven't read the book, but apparently it's very, very the book. And this movie, uh, besides the fact that like that one takes place in early 19th or late 19th century. Or the late 1800s, early 1900s, Venice, right? Mm -hmm. A scene like that makes a lot more sense than it does in like a modern day New York when she walks him right up to her apartment. But again, it feels that very much like that dream logic thing. Like she literally, he meets her on a street, and by the end of the block, they are standing in front of a blood red door that she just walks him straight into her apartment through, right? Like it is. But here's my question.
0: Do you tip on the 150? Because I feel like anytime somebody's providing a service, you probably expected to tip. But my wife feels like it's different if you're like a sole proprietor versus like if you're working for somebody. Like the fact that she seems to be a sole proprietor means she's getting all that 150. So you don't need to tip additionally. Mm -hmm. But if like, like, like if a barista gives you coffee, you give them a dollar or whatever, because they're mm. that's money that goes straight to them, not going to the business owner. But if somebody is like, I'm a coffee roaster, and then they like, sell you the bag, you're not going to tip on that the same way. That's like, hey, thanks for coming to my if you came Pers- to that person, personal service, though,
1: I think it's just once you once you interact you know, intimately in any kind of situation, right? And, uh, that's usually still involved. And plus, I think it's just tipping in this case, is just that I don't know what I'm doing. Tax right where mm. it's like well i don't <laughs> yes, know i agree with that i agree with I, I, that and i hope i'm not a jerk here so here you go i think that that's well, we also we just finished watching white
0: lotus and in that one the the price was like three thousand euros a night which is a lot more but it was mm-hmm. for the night and not for the hour and so i don't really know how that works but it seems like they did tip in white lotus and that Bit. seemed like a please don't tell my family who's also on this vacation tax yeah. no, i definitely no think
2: tipping is actually supposed to be standard in sex work I, like i'm not I, I, uh, I I'll, I, I'll
0: pass this along to my wife because yeah. that was my point. So I think I'm glad you guys are agreeing with me. No. How about this, Anthony? Is it standard in sex work to buy her a cake the next day?
1: I mean, um, it's a free cake. I'm going to say that. I, I mean, It's hard to be mad. Um, it's,
0: it, that was such a charming thing. I assumed he was going to try to do the sex again if she had been home. Oh but yeah. Instead he just gave the cake to her roommate, but I like the cake. But then, this is another edic- this is not an etiquette question. This is like a street smart. And everyone agrees, I'm street smart. You guys know that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I am street smart enough to know that if I was kissing a prostitute and she was like, hey, I have something I need to tell you, I would not be like, yeah, yeah, later. Mm. If a prostitute tells you that she has something to say, well, wait. you probably need to like, hear that message. I mean, I wait, we don't know like- if that person was a prostitute. If I'm making yeah. out with a stranger and they're like, okay, I yeah. have something I need to tell you, <laughs> that's that's a good I dip. need to hear that thing yeah. before we can. That is like such a mood stop sign that he and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you got to tell me something later. Yeah, yeah. I've never like I, I've not been in that situation, but I'm street smart enough to know I would like to tune into that news immediately because it's I something mean, it's not going to be like, I think you look handsome today. It's not that it's like that's I need something I need to tell you okay, I trust your judgment. Why I love
2: Tom Cruise's performance so much in this movie is like he has that, like, enthusiasm and that charm that Tom Cruise is really good at turning on in, like, interviews or, like, in movies a lot of the time. But it's, like, weaponized against him. Like, it is so clearly coming from a a place of, like, insecurity and self-doubt and, like, this like, like, real urge he needs for like validation and feeling like, you know, like a, a man, right? Like, this like toxic masculinity trait, right? And you see, like, you see it really well with like the two girls at the party at the beginning that he's just like obviously floating to like feeling control of.
0: And then he like immediately. Well, okay. But also, those gets- two women. That was that felt that was the time where I was like, this feels like this is his dream. No, nope, there's no way. I mean, even Tom Cruise, people don't throw themselves at, at somebody like that.
2: But I mean, at a you, when you when you th- think about it as like the party, I mean, okay, so like the the there's two parties in this movie, right? And they're like literally mirror opposites of each other, right? right. But they're they're like essentially when you think about it, they're like the same party but just f- mirrored flipped right you have like the christmas one that is like it's all bright there's christmas lights everywhere everyone's mm-hmm. wearing clothes their
0: faces are exposed right it is flipped oh they, that's a good that is a very good point it's all I mean, like, it's like, all no masks that, yes, is, clothes. that's a good yes, point
2: like and it is like there is this sexual undertone that's under everything there's you know fucked up stuff happening upstairs in the office that no mm-hmm. one knows about but it, it is certainly happening and it is there, right? But it's like this illusion, and it's like it's just covered in Christmas stuff. It's just covered in Christmas. Whereas, whereas the
0: flip is that yeah. at the other party, there is a sexual overtone, but then the undertone is these are boring weirdos. Well, yeah. I mean, the idea <laughs> this is that an like- office party that like we see the sex, but we're like, secretly, this feels like an ob obligation. This is a boring rich person party. Oh my like god.
2: It the- is like there's no Christmas imagery anywhere, right? It's all v- ritual. It's all religious. Right. It's, it's all yeah, ceremonial it's, imagery. It's
0: very war on Christmas. They can't even it say is, Merry Christmas at this orgy. It's they're, they're crazy. They're wearing
2: masks. They're not this wearing This is a woke clothes. orgy. It's, it's, you're really undermining what the point I'm trying to make <laughs> about the fucking brilliance of this
0: movie. Um, but no. If we were gonna make a soundbite about Read It and Weep discusses important cinema, it would be that moment yeah. where you're like trying to say something serious and then you stop to say you're really undermining the point here. But no,
2: I uh I, I get it. It's- um, okay.
0: We, we, do we, have, we So it turns out we have to keep moving. Ezra's got a snowstorm. He's got to be caught in soon. So we do have to move on <laughs> to some other things really quick. So the next thing I want to say is I want to talk about really quick what we did not like about. It. I think we should be more clear about why we weren't as in love with it as you were. And I want to start out, Anthony, my, my biggest criticism of this movie is that there were no vampires. And I was positive this was a vampire movie when we started it. I didn't we didn't mention it when we were talking about it before and I thought that was weird. Every image of Tom Cruise with his like collar up that is in a preview of this movie, I thought this was Interview with a Vampire. Isn't he in Interview with a Vampire? Yes, he's interviewing yeah. he with vampire. Yeah. I thought this was that movie. I was well, so who, sure. do you think this is a
1: sequel to Interview with a Vampire?
0: <laughs> is that how I it forgot works? that that one was called Interview with a Vampire I thought this was the name of a vampire movie starring Tom why Cruise. Because there's a vampire behind you is yeah. what you thought the full title yeah. was. <laughs> well, it was, like, about darkness and the night. Mm-hmm. He looks like a vampire in every... Pa- and they have those monks and the red mask. This is a vampire movie, for sure. Well, I mean, you um, could definitely th- say the I was so are so confused. Yes. That's I mean, the world, yeah, the there world is, is... also a vampire. Yeah, right? I mean, there that's are true.
2: definitely vampires in this movie, just not in the way normal people normally think of it. Um, and, <laughs> and we don't know they
1: weren't... Look, anyone who said... Who did not say literally, I'm not a vampire, right? Like, you know, those is people could still be vampires, as far we as could. we know. Yeah, so that could explain and what being absolved meant or whatever
0: I can I make another
2: another little yeah. thing of uh, I feel like about the really good things about this movie I mm-hmm. just wanted to go back just real fast and say yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah, yeah. I, one uh, so like I'm really happy that on this podcast we've now done my two favorite Stanley Kubrick movies um, mm-hmm. but this year we have done uh, the two two of my favorite movies that are in a very specific subgenre of movies. But is my f- absolute favorite genre of movie, which is the movies that have a scene in which Sidney Pollack explains to the main character exactly how the world really is, bro. I, um,
1: I liked it better in Michael Clayton, but yes. Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> in Michael Clayton, is very different vibes. But yeah. Sidney Pollock is so fucking good at that, like, come on in. I'm going to explain to you what's up. And you either take it or you don't. You do what you need, but this well, but he's and Michael lying, clean, though, in this one. I mean, maybe, maybe I think it's like a- again, like you, you're you're feeling that these are a bunch of dorks, right? That this well, is all dorks, a play. But- that this is all but- like but- stage acting for them, right? The yes, the whole is true. thing is like is like a big presentation they put on to scare him because that's
0: all these people
2: have but i mean i do also think that
0: the movie well, no, make- showed up they were already mid monk stuff so they were doing this without yeah. him and i, w- I should no, no, also I'm clarify the the, I sh- the sh- thing sh- at the end is a show oh, yeah, for yeah. him the thing at beginning mm.
2: is a show for them right like well, they- okay, that
0: part i don't understand either but we'll come back to that i want to be clear though for the people listening to the show i love dorks dorks are my favorite people i uh, dorks are amazing and i am not shaming dorks and i one of the things that's very fun and funny to me about the kink community is that they're like it's it's sex D and i think that's wonderful i love regular DD. i think that's awesome so this is not a shaming but man for baby's first orgy he sure got one that was high on dorks like there's a lot he there are sex clubs tom cruise could have gone to in new york that night and it would cost him a lot of money because he's a single dude and they pay like quadruple or whatever but like he just could go to a normal one, where it's just people having sex around. To have one that was so focused on these ridiculous, embarrassing masks, it's just and and incense, like what, which is just a disgust.
1: Like what a terrible smell that room <laughs> had when he walked in there. Um, yeah, this is a tough time. It's a tough thing about small sample size, I think, generally is that like you just don't know if this is is this a pretty right. standard off the shelf every- orgy or is this like this is a unique kind of bespoke. <laughs> this is the weird uh, exactly you
0: know, LAR- larping. I- I am I am really upset about the ID like them being weird to him like he has the password and whether or not he seems like one of the normal people the only reason you have a password is for that to be a bearer bond for you to you don't have a guest list the point of the password is if you have this you get in if it is a guest list if it's only people that are known to them there's no reason to have a password you just let in the people who are supposed to be at the orgy. You just have the person at the door check the list, or knows everybody. Like having an ID requirement and a password is ridiculous. Well, no, that's it's the thing, so though. Silly. Like if if he was supposed to be there, right? And like
2: I don't just mean like on a list. It is literally he is not of this world, right? He is like right. He is somewhere he is not supposed to be. Right? It is. It is not that he like just isn't on a list, or does that he doesn't know the password? Is that like? everything about his presentation is wrong he is like a
0: complete like phony there and they of course they were going to sniff him out i should i should be clear by the way so i should take a step back which is the i do know a fair amount of sex clubs from the the sex clubs in portland that have comedy shows so i've i've done comedy shows in sex clubs many times where i've where they're not having sex they're just doing the awkward beforehand part and i just feel like my wait, experience there's a is
1: wait 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 there's a warm up act?
0: Yes, yes. They do like a cool. social hour where everyone just wants to drink a little bit, get comfortable in the room and then then you leave and then they do all the stuff. Yeah. Apparently, apparently like if you do them like the if you do the like home parties, there's also always a buffet, which I think is fascinating.
1: Laughter is the best aphrodisiac, as they say. Exactly. Right. People,
0: yeah, every I mean, hearing me talk, everyone right now, ragingly horny. It's very difficult to drive. This is really upsetting people. The point is everyone looks a little bit like they don't belong like that's one of the things about the sex clubs is that it's like yeah you look you feel a little out of play everyone's a little weird and then you get comfortable later so the fact that he looked a little weird i feel like that like everyone there is feeling a little yeah. bit tom cruise but
2: again alex you're like you're thinking about this as like yeah it's like this this is whole you're on like the other side of the coin of people who like which is a lot of people out there who believe like this movie was Stanley Kubrick admitting the truth of what actually happens at Hollywood parties and god, he was no. murdered. There's for not it. people like this, that. Oh my god. No yeah, absolutely. There's like you you can it's hard to find actual criticism on this movie because i mean all stanley kubrick movies like there are people who believe the shining is him admitting to faking the moon landing
0: right there's right people
2: really love to well, go deep into are not in that's not a
0: serious critic that writes that no, point
2: but yeah not a serious critic but like there's a huge amount and if you like look up youtube essays on this movie you, there's going to be a lot of great criticism out there but a huge part of it is people being like, this is him showing what the Illuminati is actually like. And this is him documenting and confessing. No. And that's no. why they had him killed.
0: No. Right. No. no. And There's you're nothing. like,
2: yeah, you're like on the
0: opposite end of that. When you're Which like, no it's one really... ever has ever behaved this way. This, this is but the yeah. most insane illogical behavior.
2: Well, again, cause exactly. Cause it's, it's not about what's happening. It's about the right. internal. This movie is called right. and Eyes Wide So I, I believe touch. the
0: only way I, I believe that this, this makes sense if it's like, this is a guy who's never been to an orgy. He's a little bit repressed, this repressed doctor. He's imagining what an orgy might look like if he went. Like he talked to the piano player. and was like, well, I'm not going to go, obviously. What would this be like? And then he thought of this because this is bonkers. It's just so silly. Every bit of it is so silly. Um okay but we have to we have to wrap up really quick couple of last thoughts one thing i think we have to discuss we have to talk about jealousy so as mentioned earlier mm. we're three long long married people and this is a movie about jealousy it's a movie about specifically hypothetical jealousy
1: well oh, jealousy. yes i mean but like also is- this was these things were actually happening to a married couple with other people at the same time of filming this so this is real, just not in the story, right? Like well, Nicole what? Kidman is actually naked, making out with that dude, while she's married to Tom Cruise in this moment.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean that is like, you know, like there is another no. thing that goes into like. I didn't, like, know, that.
0: I didn't you know, know he was ever married to a human woman. That's weird.
2: Yeah, he's been married to a few, but him and Nicole Kidman well, were like the biggest power couple of the '90s. But like, you know, oh, they, okay. they was this
0: before or after Scientology like picked a wife for him, well, and no, forced so him to the, marry her.
2: The, the, the thing, like, at, like the sort of common understanding of the timeline is, like, he was with Scientology uh, since the 80s, but he met Nicole Kidman in the 90s. They got together. Apparently, you know, they, had a, they adopted a bunch of kids. They were really in love. She was pulling him away from the church is how the story mm-hmm. kind of goes. And the church mm-hmm. realized they couldn't do that. So they stepped in and basically ruined their marriage and made her want right. to leave. Um, Makes sense. So, like, okay completely lock him up. But yeah, this yeah. was like at the height of their power. And also like, you know, there's there's some really interesting stories about the way like he Kubrick filmed this. Like so all the stuff with like his imagination of Nicole Kidman with the Omi guy. Right. One, he was a very apparently very respectful of Nicole Kidman and said, You have complete editorial say over what shots I put in and out of this movie. I'm gonna screen everything for you. But the thing he wouldn't allow was Tom Cruise to be on that set or to know anything about what happened on that set. Like he didn't want Nicole Kidman talking to him because he just wanted it to like, okay, there's a guy and Stanley Kubrick and my wife are in this room for days on end filming God knows what, and I'm not allowed to know what they're filming, right? And like that, like comes through in his performance, that like sense of paranoia and like that worry. And I just... I think it's really smart filmmaking and really lends to like bringing out something in Tom
0: Cruise's performance. Um I, I that is interesting. I do feel like the three of us though. Like I don't I'm assuming from having hung out with you guys that if your wife was like, "Hey, remember before we were married, I saw this hot navy guy. I thought about having sex with him right then." I pictured it. Well, I
2: mean, this isn't before we were married. This was last if your wife said last summer, when we were at vacation, I want you to know. I was. I thought it was before they were here. married. I no, thought she said we were like, we were said, dating,
0: but they weren't married no, yet. They, were, no, they was, didn't have a kid yet? This was last
2: year, is what she said. said, This is last year. And I want you to know if this guy had come up to me, I would have left you right then and there for one night sure, with this sure. guy. Sure. If my, is my wife. The, a, wait, great. Awesome. Um,
0: I was like, yeah, <laughs> but you more, wouldn't right? have though. You wouldn't have. That's like you just had a brief fantasy a year ago. The idea of somebody being this upset about somebody telling you about a thing that they daydreamed
1: a year ago is so nutty to me. I, I think yeah, and, and it looks like this is straight adapted straight from from the 1925 1926 like novel, which like yeah, I think that makes sense then, where it's like this it is it makes like, more sense than a na- they, hot yeah. naval officer in a motel yeah. Came up to you, yeah. Is a hot Danish naval officer in the in the in the um, in the book. Um, okay, but, but, but yeah. So yeah, I, it seems like this is like a you have to adjust for inflation, I guess. Also, but you, like, you what's also the, what's need the to like, plus look years?
3: At, you need to look <laughs> for at for jealousy like, inflation. What
0: yeah. what is the fantasy that she had? So this is like, oh, he's like a firefighter who just got off a
1: truck and he's holding a puppy. Well, also, and you actually do some stuff. I think it's... has you know, like uh, ninety plus years, you actually have to like yeah. things have to happen, but, right? I mean, right, it, that's it, true. It's more,
2: it's more just the idea. Of, like, the person he thought his wife was and the assumptions that he built their entire relationship off. And he's sort of seen that that's a mask, as it were. What? It's like this mask imagery. But it's not. That's
0: crazy. Like, Um, when I I sit down in an exit row, I have a brief fantasy of the plane crashing and me saving everybody, and then people are really nice to me. No one is like, wow, you took off your mask there, Alex. You really showed that what you want is human suffering. That's insane. This is like... uh, if you punish people for, she's like, he's literally mad at her for a dream. He has her tell him the dream. He's like, tell me more of that dream. And she's crying. She's like, I can't. The dream is so sexy. And then he's like, you got to tell me the dream. And the dream is like, and then the sex continued. And it wasn't that's, like, and then my old boss took me to a soccer game. that's not makes
2: what makes no scene, sense.
0: Dreams are insane.
2: Alex, you, uh, you're completely misunderstanding oh. the scene. She is telling him, and she's this is not a dream she had. She is like, okay, so it's again. She it's said it was a her, dream.
0: No, he's like, tell me the dream. She's like, I just woke up from a dream. I'm so sorry, I misinterpreted that as that being a dream she had, and that he was having her tell her the dream.
2: No, he's not. She's not waking up from a. You 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 you're confusing two scenes. This is the scene when they're smoking pot, and she is like, she
0: no, is no I know ranting. that scene, I know. But then later, yeah. he's like, so that he was mad at her for a fantasy, and then later, he's like, tell me your sex dream, and I'm gonna be really serious about it. It's insane.
2: No, she is, he describes the night he just had, she dreamed about. That's what's happening in that scene. That's why that's weird. Because she's literally dreamed about what happened to him. It's almost like he's dreaming this entire time. But
0: yeah. like, uh, what, you have to think... I, the, the, it the doesn't scene add the emotional weight we, to be like, this is his dream. That's like literally the thing you write at the end of a movie to take away the emotional weight of everything.
2: No, it's not... Again, though, it's not like... It's It's not literal, but it's about so jealousy. So much more... To this movie, than you're make making it describe right. Like the whole scene with them smoking
0: pot is like her own I mean, insecurities. That, that right? makes so me like, think that drugs are bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely. for they sure. They smoke it's... a tiny amount of pot, and they go from the happiest, sexiest couple to just fighting over nothing <laughs> immediately. <laughs> what strain is this? Oh, it's just the angry jealousy strain. I don't know. Why do we still have this? I was more in the mood for sativa, but I guess we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. they that was the mo- that was like I mean that felt like reefer madness straight up. Like just. You take one hit, your your marriage falls apart. Oh, Anthony froze for a second. Okay, no, we'll no, I'm, here. I, I, I'm still here.
2: I'm listening. I just okay. I, I but,
0: but, sure but, but but if your wife described this naval officer to you, like, would
1: either of you be upset about this? No, I I think this is this seems. I'm gonna say like this feels like an overreaction. Yeah. Generally, uh, you know. I would, I would maybe try to understand. Is there like a like? What's the like? Are we doing some naval cosplay later? Is that the thing that's coming up? Now? Like, I, I'm, like, is this is this for? Um, I the can't do navy, gentleman? but I can
0: do tugboat captain.
1: Is that what you need? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> is this just sure. a boat thing? <laughs> you were latching on to the boat part of it. It was like, I hope it's boats because I like boats too. I have
0: this fantasy that we'd be in the bathtub. and We'd have a lot of little boat toys. <laughs> I. It's just, it's so weird. And I like, I know that jealousy is a a bigger issue for people who look more like Tom Tom Cruise than it is for me. But then even the flip side where she's like crying, he's like, he's just too buff. And people who work out that much, they spend a lot of time being jealous, I think. But later Uh. that she's crying when he describes this night. And I feel like if I had gone on this adventure that Tom Cruise went on, even in his dream, and explained this to my wife, she would be so secondhand embarrassed for me. She would not be upset that I'd ruined the sanctity of our marriage, she would be like, Well, first of all, wash your hands. And second of all, I can't believe you got thrown out of an Illuminati orgy.
1: Yeah, I can't believe you ruined someone's nice orgy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like she, it would be so embarrassing, I think. It would be this is like the most cringe night he could describe to her. And we wouldn't be fighting an FAO Schwartz. We'd be like, look, you have really embarrassed the family. I cannot believe you took off your mask <laughs> in, front in front of, of all these dojo. rich
1: people and been like, oh, I'm the person at the orgy You doesn't know how to behave. Like, you've they, really... These are mostly your clients, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. And Now they know that you don't know what's up with an orgy. Exactly.
0: Like, you just told all of our best clients that you don't... that, that you're a, a soft lay. It's weird. It's just so weird. Okay. Anyway, we have to wrap up because Ezra's got to go. Um, so now we have to rank it. We have to rank it. Um... Uh, normally
1: we'd have one more phase, but I think we gotta get going. So, can you give me one through fifty? I am not. I don't know how to put this, An- Anthony. I-, I think I want you to leave the thinking on it. I. No, oh, ramp- I mean
2: this. This is
1: this is. I. I'm gonna say number one
2: because you okay. guys oh my are God. gonna say seven too low. I again. I I think you guys have like one. I th- I think that this is a movie that will grow with you the more you kind of sit with it, the longer you have <laughs> with it. If you revisit it eventually. Um. I genuinely do think this is the best film from one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. This is this and Barry Lyndon are his two. I mean, all of his movies are masterpieces. Um, but Barry Lyndon and this are the two movies that speak with me the most. Um, I, I absolutely do love this movie. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, truly and without any faults, uh, this movie is a masterpiece. Uh, it okay. deserves to be number one on the list. You guys haven't taken it seriously enough. You've kind of hurt so, my feelings and talking about it. Uh well, that's fine. Okay. okay that's a, cu- fine. a
0: couple of a couple of things on that. First of all, um, Ezra, there's only forty movies, so I can't give you one to fifty. Second <laughs> of all, I am gonna post the list of the top 41 movies of 2022 of this of all time that we watched. And I'm gonna post this on our socials and we're gonna do an episode next in, in two weeks, we're gonna do our, our like recap episode for the season. One of the things we're gonna do is re-rank the list. So we're going to try to rebuild this list and see if it represents us as a group better than the current list. So I will post it. And I would love to have you email me, uh, listeners, and tell me where what movies you think deserve the most re-examining after, in, in post on this list. So um, I'll post the top 40. Um, An- I will...
1: Anthony, yeah, go. Yeah. Well, it's just, Anthony, I think the thing... Here's the thing is I could definitely say, like, so one, as a filmmaking, like like, thing, this is amazing, for sure, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, this is like, there's so much work that went into this. um, And I absolutely believe that he's like, they're saying a lot of stuff. I think that there's things of the maybe aesthetics of it, I guess uh, that like, just like didn't do it for me in terms of like the way the storytelling like unwrapped. And I I couldn't like quite like, I I felt like I didn't understand. Like I I know when you like, you prep me for like for Lynch stuff, I was like, okay, I know kind of like, what I have to do, the shift I have to do in order to make this make sense. Right. The the way that I can translate this into like a, uh, a movie going experience that I get, I didn't know what the shift was I had to make in order like to, to quite like be able to consume this uh, whole hog, I guess uh, for, yeah. for me. Whereas, like, it felt like there was a like there's some like stylistic stuff for like the dialogue that felt like 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 I don't know, just awkward for me. I guess that I couldn't quite get oh, into. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I mean, it, it had a tough time making like, that adjustment.
2: That like saying, like I said, doing takes like a hundred or so times. You get to that weird, stilted, very Kubrick esque delivery that he likes so much, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I and also, that might I not be the that, thing that we like. No, also, yeah, I think that's something with with especially if this is the first time both of you have seen this movie. I think that the biggest hurdle this movie has is this the perception of the movie going into it, right? Because of oh. the way people talk about this movie, the way this movie was marketed, its sort of place in culture. I think, like, you think you the you fact that I in, thought it was
0: Interview with a Vampire.
2: Yeah, the fact that if you go and think it's a vampire movie. I think it, this is a movie that works much better once you've seen it. And once you know what it is, once you know what you're getting into, and if you're willing to sort of like watch it and engage with it, and again, like I said, every time I've watched this movie, I have taken away something different from it. Because I'm at a different point in my life. And I think like the things that you were making fun of, Alex, about like the way the way you and your wife would be in this situation. I found this movie, um, especially as you know, my wife and I have been together for so long. And this idea of, like, as a relationship has changed, as it is, like, our perceptions of each other has changed. And the idea is, like, when you're married to someone, you're not married to one person that entire time. You're married to a bunch yeah. of different people. because people mm-hmm. change. Your perceptions of them change. And I found this movie, on this most recent viewing, to be, like, maybe it didn't, like, relate to you guys. But I genuinely, I was, like, Floored by this movie and the way it made me think about relationships, the way it made me think about mm-hmm. my partner, the way it made me think about like every couple I know, the way we interact in situations. Um, I genuinely think this is one of the best movies about marriage ever made. Uh, I think it is a movie that's genuinely for adults, which is something I really love about it. It's something I talk about enough how like they don't make movies for adults. Like this is, like I described it earlier, as Wizard of Oz for adults. And I, like, I love that about it. If you
0: it. would call it, so I guess as far as like how you go into it and what you expect, if you'd called it Ooh. Sex Wizard of Oz, definitely would have liked that better. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. I, I do want us to do more of a consensus building for these lists in the future. But for time constraints, we cannot do that. So we're going to do averages for one final time. And this is going to be a weird placement. So Ezra,
1: we I have one exactly vote where want already. It. Where do you want it? Uh, right between Lost Highway and Dead Ringers. This is sort of Dude, like Dude, that's the exactly what I was going to say. Movies. I was
0: thinking so it's like it, it is Planes Trains and Automobiles and Michael Clayton. We talked about both of those today. It's right and that's right in the center and I feel like it's similar to Dead it's definitely better than Dead Ringers for me um but it's not as much fun as Michael Clayton and it doesn't seem as like act as as like the like the the point of it does not seem as strong as Out of Sight. So I was thinking uh at 21 and a half as well. So yeah, Anthony so this- is going to give it a solid 0.5 and then we're going to add 21.5 twice you, you, you
1: know what? I'll actually allow Um Anthony if you want to do your best guess of what you think Hunter would have put it at uh, we can we can we can add that to the average
2: I don't know I think I think he would have rated this very high as well Um I mean we could we should have reached out to him earlier no, we should we should have reached out to him.
0: ranking. But um, we're going to have to re-rank all of these next yeah. week. So I think what this okay. ends up doing is this ends up putting it right below Batman and above, but I'm a cheerleader. And I do think it, in terms of like movies, I think this is up there with this is kind of a similar to Batman Returns for me in that I, I don't think that it is actually – the most important movie but i do think it like i like when somebody goes all out on bonkers and it had a lot to talk about i i i do think that the weakest part of this is the supposed human emotions that we're supposed to be examining um but i uh i think it was a really interesting movie okay so here's what we do so that's that's where we're gonna leave it for now at 14 or wait no at uh where did it just go yeah. It, oh, that land. Yeah. Right. At 15, it's the 15th best movie of all time. Um, and there's okay. Still for you
2: listeners out there, there's still a few days before Christmas. This is a great Christmas movie. Get the whole <laughs> family together. Watch <laughs> it right everywhere. after you open gifts at 11 a.m. Uh, okay. It is it happy on. holidays, people. Watch Eyes Wide Shut. It's really okay, good. So
0: this has done a really interesting thing for us. So as you remember, this is we've had some uh, a lot of maneuvering in the final weeks of this game, and this has caused a real stir because hunter chose this movie it was hunter's choice um it is a holiday movie which means hunter would have gotten a bonus point but just like any raffle you need be present to win so hunter has not received his bonus bonus what? point which means we are going into our final week tied we a three-way tie for first at 20 points and ezra in a distant fourth at 18 and that is where the game finishes. Now, do we go into overtime? Is there is there a shootout? Do we have, uh, does it go to the judges? Uh, is there an applause meter What happens to not up this time? Uh. We'll figure it out in our re-ranking next week um i have some suggestions I, I i was thinking perhaps and i would love to hear yours at home too um something we can finish next week that doesn't involve watching all of those movies one why next I week add, do you mean not actually next week yes next episode sorry next episode which should be out in a, a, about two weeks to something like that um i was thinking one thing we could do is go through the master list of quality as it stands now and give everybody points based on how well the movies you chose did on that list i think that would be an interesting choice i think that would probably put um, Ezra and I at a disadvantage but I do think it would be interesting um, I uh, yeah I think that's really really interesting but anyway something like something like that might be fun okay uh, but we have to go that is it for the final episode of the final full episode of season 5 thank you so much everybody for listening to read it and weep uh, and being with us uh, it means so much to me um, we'll be back again in two weeks like I said we're taking a week off for the holidays to get Hunter out of the snow and then we will be back and we will be talking about the season five in review and then we'll be talking a little bit more about the future and where we go from here that should be really interesting we got some interesting things planned um i can't wait to hear more of i can't wait to talk to you more about it share more of what we've been working on uh at read is the email address thanks to all the meat buddies who support the show um godspeed hunter thanks for being here ezra
1: yeah anthony
0: I, I i really i think my favorite part about this is hearing you talk about it that's been true of a lot of movies but i completely agree I, I this is a thing i said at your wedding speech in fact that there's something about having you around for a thing that makes that thing better and i genuinely oh, believe that sweet. thank you um, and i think that's generally definitely true about this i my top two favorite parts were you and the, and the nudity um, all right mm. and uh, thanks <laughs> for being here anthony
2: yeah it's great to be here um Watch uh, Avatar The Way of Water in theaters now. It's fucking great. It's Somebody, so good.
0: I, I do think we... Very, very quickly, I need to explain to people that it's because, if you haven't heard it, and it's continued offline. It's because of my lack of excitement that Anthony thinks James Cameron needs
1: his marketing help. It's not... It's, look, there. Look there is no way... I, 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 look, I'm, like a, I think, a moderate fan. I think there's no way that you leave seeing this movie, and you're just like... You're just covered in every bodily fluid. I think that's that's what's going to happen, right? But so there's no like, way that you're covered in bodily fluids? There's no way, fluid? yes. There's no way you're not covered in every single bodily fluid. So there's the no way the you're movie. not covered. Yes. You're like, sure I'm going to bleed dead. on
0: myself if I watch this movie? Every fluid. Oh. What about bile? Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, uh, the, the saliva. And the different saliva from the back of your mouth and the front of your mouth. Are those but different ones? All I'm going to say is in Avatar The Way of Water,
2: one of the main characters is a whale, and he's my best friend, and he's the greatest <laughs> action star of the 21st century. He's legitimately. It started with that,
1: I would love to watch a movie is about entering whales. Is he the DC Extended Universe? <laughs> no,
2: he, he's on Pandora. He's the best character, I love him. I swear to God, a main character in Avatar is a whale.
0: It's I so like good. Fine.
2: It's right, so we'll, good.
0: Well, well, maybe go see that. Have a good uh, holiday break. Everybody happy new year. We'll see you in 2023.